Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Now, can I just say that I wish all Warriors games started at 12.30 p.m.? I mean, I know that would be bad for a lot of people's schedules, but like it would be great for mine. I would get so much more consistent sleep if uh, everything started in the middle of the day. Anyway, the Warriors are now one game over 500. They are 11 and 10, two of two and nine on the road. And they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 137-114. And I just got to say that there were a lot of good things in this game. But the main thing for me was that they played with force from the get-go. You know, like they just took it to the Timberwolves. And it's something that if you just rewind a week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it's something that the Warriors weren't doing. They couldn't summon it from within. Maybe you would get Steph doing it consistently. Maybe you would get Draymond here and there at the start. And of course, Clay would try to summon some uh, past version of himself and it just wasn't working. But now they're doing it collectively. And again, this new rotation, I, I said, you know, I wonder if it'll travel and it it has so far. You know, you want to see more consistency on the road with this uh, second unit that Draymond Green now is in charge of basically shepherding along. And uh, it's it's great. It works really, really well. And the Warriors are, you know, like, I don't want to jinx it, but hey, the Warriors are, are back. You know, they're playing with a level of joy that we did not see early on in the season. And, you know, we all kind of thought about this, that whether or not Draymond punching Jordan Poole, if that was something that that just removed the joy from this team. And it seems like it did. You know, it seems like the guys weren't enjoying being out on the court. They weren't having fun. And it was it was the punch. It was other various things, right? Clay has had his own issues. But they're having fun out there. And this is what you love to see. This is the effort win or lose that you love to see. And this is the basically the product that you pay to see, whether it's going to the games or league pass or watching a bunch of ads on some bootleg streaming site or something. So, you know, this is a really, really positive sign. And I mean, there's so many dudes who played well in this one. I mean, let's start with Draymond. You know, I'm not going to hit on everybody, but just a handful of guys that really, really stood out to me. Draymond played 33 minutes, six for seven, one for two from three, uh, six for eight from the free throw line, 11 assists, four boards, two blocks, 19 points. I feel like that dude will, like, he's good for at least one three pointer, one made three pointer a game right now. And I love the fact that he's shooting them, you know? And we see. You know, it's funny, you go back a month ago and we're all talking preseason about how, oh, you know, after this punch, like maybe Draymond is expendable. Maybe Kaminga or Wiseman will prove to be able to replace Draymond. And, <laughs> you know, back then we knew 
how important Draymond has been to Steph and this team and the fire that he brings, the heart and soul, all that stuff. But still, we thought maybe, maybe, right? Because that's how weird and awkward that whole punch situation was. But now it's like no no question that <laughs> he is super important to this team still. You know, if he doesn't sit down and have, you know, talk to Clay in this team meeting a couple of weeks ago, uh, who knows where this team is at right at this very moment. And the energy and the force that he's playing with and the confidence and the pace and the ability to to play against Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert in this one too, you know, seven footers. It's it's still amazing to me what Draymond's able to do at 6'6", at his age. So hopefully his health, you know, hopefully uh, all these minutes that he's playing as the Warriors try to dig out of their early season hole, hopefully they don't come to bite the Warriors on the butt. And hopefully down the road in the near future, the Warriors can start taking a little bit more you know, those planned rest games, usually on the road, uh, because, you know, Draymond, Steph, they're carrying a heavy, heavy load for this team. And it's necessary. It's absolutely 100% necessary. Andrew Wiggins, he is a dude who obviously played <laughs> for the Timberwolves. And it seems like he loves playing against the Wolves because uh, they traded him and he used to play there at the Cavs because they traded him uh, OKC for some unknown reason. And any team that LeBron is on, because LeBron is the one that basically traded him from the Cavs. So he had a solid game, 7 for 12, uh, 3 for 6, 17 points, 3 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals. And uh, he had a nice dunk at the beginning of the game. Uh, Clay Thompson, that dude is back. You know, It's been four games now four games and he may have cold games where he may not shoot that well down the road, but it's really just all about his legs and how he carries himself and how he approaches the game. He's no longer seeming like he's hunting for the past that he's chasing ghosts, as I've said, and he's hitting shots that he wasn't earlier in the season, right? Like he has his legs under him. Uh, He was missing a lot of stuff where he would kind of run in like curl off of a off of a screen or something where he didn't have a lot of forward momentum and a lot of shots where he's stepping to the side. So those are shots that he was missing a lot early on. And now those are more or less going in. He played 30 minutes, eight for 13, five for eight from three, uh, 21 points plus 31 on the night, the highest plus minus on the team. And he hit that uh, fourth quarter three that iced it pretty much. Right. Like that was uh, a shot where, you know, Rudy Gobert fell over and he just, Rudy Gobert and Carlos Towns, they just look really clumsy together. Uh, I don't know if this is just a bad game for them. I know that they've had issues a little bit, kind of meshing, but they were trying to pass interior passes to each other and they would fumble it and pass it out of bounds and drop the ball and all this stuff. Anyway, Rudy Gobert fell to the ground and Clay got the ball. Warriors were up. Uh, They were kind of trying to milk the clock a little bit because Minnesota was getting a little feisty at the end. And Clay Clay just walks up, gets the ball, walks up with with D'Angelo Russell uh, on him and pretty decently contested shot. Russell like steps up and uh, gets a hand up, but Clay just leans into it and 
nails the three. And it's one of those where Kerr's hands are up wanting clay to pull it out and run some clock. And it's like, what are you doing? But then he nails it. And then, uh, the Minnesota coach, Chris Finch, he, he pulls the starters and that's pretty much it. Right. The bench, you know, they gave up a few points, but then they, they sealed it up. So, you know, it's, that's, that's another good sign, right? Always looking for which way these warriors are trending and which way the individual players are trending. And clearly clay is trending very much upwards. All the starters are, and you know, the starters have been one of the, I believe the best five man unit this season in the, in the league. And that was even with clay playing poorly. So you, you had a clay that's playing well with confidence and has his legs under him. And that's uh that's a tough, really tough matchup. Jonathan Kaminga, uh, this might be the game that he passes up Anthony Lamb in the rotation. I mean, Kaminga, he comes in before Anthony Lamb, but Lamb has often in recent weeks uh, played more minutes in the second half, in the second quarter even. Usually Kaminga gets some first quarter minutes and then uh, sits a lot more in the second half. But in this one, uh, Kamega played 19 minutes, was three for five from the field, missed both of his threes, uh, six boards, one assist, two blocks, seven points, plus eight. That's a big deal. You know, he doesn't have many plus, plus minus nights so far this year. And even though he's contributed, having the plus eight is, is pretty solid. And, uh, you know, I love what he's doing on the court. Last game, he was starting to do the things that the Warriors needed him to do. And, he did that even more so, right? Like he plays defense, he uh, rebounds, he uh, picks up point of attack. And I noticed like he was guarding Anthony Edwards a bunch of times. And I think he relishes that, right? Because to me, those are two guys that are in their own way, um, extremely, extremely unique unicorns, right? Really athletic and can jump out of the gym, different kind of jumpers, you know what I mean? Uh, but regardless, I felt like Kaminga did a decent job on him. And I would like to think that he has, you know, we know he's a little bit cocky, that he has this competitiveness that he brings whenever he sees these kinds of matchups. So uh, he right now, Kaminga looks kind of plug and play. And uh, I think that's a huge, huge positive. And again, you just want to keep building and building. Yes, there will be games where people take a step back, uh, but it's about having more consistent showings where uh, you are doing all the right things to help the team win. It's crazy to me because the closing lineup of the first half of this game was Steph, Clay, uh, Draymond, Wiggins, and Jonathan Kaminga. And those are all five dudes who have could have been tied to the Timberwolves at some point. Of course, Wiggins already played uh, for the Timberwolves, had an uneventful uh, career with them. And then he, of course, was traded uh, in the D-Low trade. Jonathan Kamenka was the pick that we got from Minnesota in that trade. And then Steph, of course, they the Wolves pass on him in favor of Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio in the 2009 draft. And then Clay and Draymond, they were hypothetically in that Kevin Love trade in 2014 that didn't happen. The one that 
uh, Jerry West uh, nixed. So it was kind of funny to look at those five dudes and be like, oh, wow, you know, in some other universe, some combination of those guys all could have been on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wild. But yeah, uh, Kaminga's trending upwards and the more solid he is, uh, the more I want to see him get minutes uh, ahead of um, Lamb in the second quarter and second half and whatnot. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jordan Poole had a great game, 26 minutes, 9 for 17 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3, 3 for 4 from the free throw line. He is missing quite a bit. Six assists, four rebounds, four turnovers still, but 24 points. And he had some big shots, especially closing the game when the Wolves bench was kind of you know, creeping just a little bit. They took like a 19 point lead down to like, I think like 13 or 12, which, you know, <laughs> that was the the guys on the court. That was the unit that played a lot of minutes in the Pelicans game, the blowout. So it made me slightly nervous, but, you know, they uh, they shut it down. Uh, so, you know, props to pool, keep it coming. And then Dante DiVincenzo, again, I've talked about how his presence is going to be a calming effect on the second unit and on Jordan Poole, but you know, he contributes in his own way. 18 minutes, five for 10 from the field, four of eight from three, six boards, uh, a really underrated rebounder for his size. Uh, one steal, one assist, one block, 14 points. I'll take that. You know, we need that solid vet off the bench who can do those stabilizing things. And he also hit like a big shot in the closing minutes just to make sure that the game was out of reach. So uh, I've always felt that with his hamstring injury, that definitely contributed to the Warriors slow start just because the Warriors bench didn't have that extra veteran calming presence. And, you know, maybe it could have gotten them a couple more games uh, in that early stretch. But right now, DiVincenzo is obviously getting uh, more and more into shape. And as he gets more comfortable, especially with his new second unit, then, I mean, that's going to be tough. You know, I said in last episode, the seven, eight, nine spot looks like DiVincenzo to Michael Green and uh, a combo of Kaminga and Anthony Lamb. And like, I'm hoping Kaminga has stepped ahead of that, but it's looking decent. It's looking decent for sure. And as I said last time, hopefully, hopefully, you know, by, I don't know, January, I guess, maybe, maybe uh, at the very latest, Moody and Wiseman start eking past 
Anthony Lamb. I don't know. A lot of stuff has to happen. And they all kind of play different positions. But Anthony Lamb definitely is a guy that they use as a small ball big, either as the four or the five in different sets. So, you know, uh, this game overall, it's this looks like the Warriors team that we expect. In the previous several weeks, the Warriors, you know, when Steph would come off the court, everything would just kind of fall to pieces. But now, you know, it looks like Warriors basketball throughout the game. You know, sure, things change up a little bit when Steph goes out, but the joy and the competitiveness, those two of those uh, four ideals or concepts that Steve Kerr likes to instill in this team that he's talked about since he took over this job, that uh, uh, they're playing with that, you know, and that's what makes this Warriors team who they are, win or lose, is that that joy. Anyway, the Warriors are in ninth place now. Uh, Dallas plays later tonight, but they're in ninth place ahead of Minnesota, who's in 10th. And Dallas is in 11th, which is the spot the Warriors previously had before this game. And, uh, you know, just expect them to keep climbing up the the, the the ladder a little bit. The Mavericks game on Tuesday is going to be really, really interesting because Again, I haven't watched the Mavs that much this year, and obviously they're having their own struggles, but there's very few games that the Warriors play where you can debate who the best player on the court is when Steph is playing, when he's healthy. And uh, Steph has been the best player on the court uh, for pretty much every game this season. And Dallas is the first team where they have somebody who can challenge Steph as like best player walking out onto the court. Uh, Denver with Jokic, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not like saying uh, Luca is better than Steph, but there's only a handful of people in the league this year who can be considered. And it's like Giannis, uh, Luca, uh, Jokic, maybe a couple others. But the whole point of that is that you don't know what could happen in this game. It was like once the Warriors walked out on the court and once you saw Austin Rivers was starting for them, that's, that's a good omen for the Warriors, a bad omen for whatever team Austin Rivers is on. It's just, when he's in the starting lineup, it's like, okay, <laughs> uh, this is a good sign for the Warriors. But with Luca, it's like, you know, he's at that level where he could have just an amazing game. You know, and that's what's going to be a challenge. You assume that he's going to rise up to the challenge of playing Steph and the Warriors at home, especially after their Western Conference uh, battle uh, last uh, last season. So keeping an eye on that. I've talked about the season in five game chunks. This one, this chunk from 21 to 25, one and oh, right? Hoping for four and one right now, one and oh. So it's a good start. And uh, with this Minnesota game, it was like you expected the Warriors to come through and win, but like you just wanted to be sure, right? You just weren't exactly sure because you didn't know. Weren't exactly sure what team you were going to get. And the more we get the team we expect, the more you feel good about the Warriors being back to who uh, they should be and ultimately working their way back to where we all expected them to be when the season started, right? Like to be this really deep team that plays with a lot of pace, that has different looks, that has uh, skill players and dynamic players, that has vets and has youth. So uh, we'll see if they get there. That's why we watch the games to, to kind of see the, uh, to watch the journey 
uh, organically from beginning to end. And uh, I'm glad they're looking better. And, uh, you know, we'll see you after Dallas. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show, on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>